Welcome to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss all things wellness. I'm Eleni Welch, nutritionist. And I'm Kay Boyer, health enthusiast. Welcome back, Renegades. Welcome, Renegades. Welcome to another Pep Talk into a Healthier Life with Eleni. I'm going to rename our entire podcast just so you know. And it's going to have Pep Talk in the title. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I take these as because they really do help me. And I am excited for today, and I'll tell you why after you explain what it is. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. Well, today's topic is going to be all about a simple hack to make dining out healthier. I love it. And this is why. I, I'm going to get close to the camera. Okay, I'm going to show it. I always show you my zit. I always show you my zits when I eat out. Okay, on the camera for it. I have these zits on my chin, Eleni. And here's where they're from. I was, we were doing the sports with the kids. Grandmas were over. They took us out to eat. We were at a restaurant. And there was enough going on that I wasn't at my best self. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I ordered the worst thing I could eat on the menu. I, normally there, I get a a salad and a like a grilled chicken and I guess some vinaigrette or whatever. This time I was like, I don't care. I'm ordering this like you had maxed fried, out your willpower I, yeah, for the day. Maxed out, so I ordered this like chicken strips with these like thick, thick crust, and it was like in buffalo sauce, and it was fried, and it was glorious. That was a week ago. I literally have these that's on my chin that have been here for a week since that meal, and I am like. Dang it, Kay, why didn't you order better? Your body is like, get this out of me. Get out of me through my chin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so if this podcast, we would have done this last week, you might have saved me a, a chin of zits. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, although you probably would have wanted to buy a supplement and then that might have, it might not have been here in time. Oh, shoot. Okay, that's fair. That's true. fair. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll cover that today. First off, hello to our listeners in Austria. Oh, Austria. Austria. Hills alive. <laughs> I'm sure they of, get that all the time. The music, yeah. <laughs> Just from the Americans. Okay. Um, here's a fun fact about Austria that ties directly into today's topic. I couldn't not share. Mm-hmm. Austria is home to the oldest restaurant still in existence in Europe. Get this. What? It was founded in 803 AD. <laughs> the, the, and it's still, still uh, is there. it like great, 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 great grandpa started it? I, I guess so. This is amazing. However many greats accounts for it. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, it was founded in the walls of an abbey, St. Peter Stiff Sculinarium. School, I think I pronounced Sounds that like right. Sounds a disease, but yes. <laughs> or, or the operation to get rid of a disease. Okay. It is a super, super old restaurant and inn. And apparently, rumor on the street is that greats like Mozart and Christopher Columbus have dined there. We need to dine there. I want, if I go to Austria. I have been to Austria. I don't know why I didn't go there. I didn't know about it. You might not have known about it. That is incredible. I would want to check it out. I don't, I guess it must still be operational. And it's got, since it's like, has recipes from the 800s. I mean, it's (laughs) got to be healthy, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. It would, you would think it would use... Not the unhealthy ingredients that we're going to talk about today, but you never yes. know. It could have been modernized. Yes, yes. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And since we're talking about eating at restaurants, I couldn't help but share that topic. Somebody, mm. one of our listeners complained about our our oh, country shout oh. outs that we were getting off topic. Oh, we talk too long, don't we? That okay. they wanted to hear more about like the topic and less about the countries. What, what, like I personally, <laughs> yes, I personally like learning about each country 
and the listeners that follow us from there. So I'm going to keep doing it because <laughs> it's my podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you can skip forward. We're going to be another three minutes on Austria. So yeah. go ahead. <laughs> but I will try to keep, here's what I'll do. I, I, yes. I hear you. I hear you. Yes. Yes. Listener, thank you for your feedback. Yes. I hear you. I will meet you in the middle and we will try and discuss nutrition relevant facts about each country. Fair, fair. And I'll try not to go too far into the woods with it. Okay. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> no, no promises. <laughs> but I thought that was pretty cool. That's 803 cool. AD. Wow. That, wild. They, wild. I, they have not been prone to the economy so <laughs> right i want to find them on instagram i'll find their name out we'll put those in the i don't know notes. if saint peter stiff scholinarium has an instagram but <laughs> <laughs> well then they don't have new modern oils and they are healthy that's right hey good job you called what the bad ingredient was oh new uh, modern oils yeah good job yeah okay so moving on to our topic Mm-hmm. 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 So those of you that have followed our podcast from the beginning know I'm a big fan of the 80-20 rule. Yes. Yeah. We're balanced. We're balanced. Yeah. Which included in my 20%, my personal 20%, yeah. is dining out in restaurants on occasion. I agree. Because you got to live a little. Yes. 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 Because life is for living and enjoying. Yeah. And unless you have, you know, a serious health condition in which you're following something like the Alcat yeah. or you're doing like the Alcat diet where you eliminate all your food sensitivities mm-hmm. or you're yeah. doing, I don't know, something to to work on a serious diagnosis like cancer mm-hmm. or Hashimoto's right. or anything where you, you have to be sick. Strict. Strict. Sick. I was like, what is that word? (laughs) I'm sorry. My baby kept me up last night. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Words are hard. It's okay. Um, (laughs) Where you have to be strict. If Mm -hmm. you don't have to be strict, I think that everybody should be able to go out and enjoy their time at a restaurant and not be overly worried about it. Yes. Let yourself go. Yes. But there is one major ingredient at restaurants that just for me is so hard to compromise on at all. Okay. And, and that and, is... And I nailed it. You nailed it. The industrial seed oils. Yes. Because they are so bad. I yep. know we talked about in our Truth About Fats and Oils episode, I said this is on par with sugar. Mm-hmm. And really to me, maybe even worse Ah, based on its effects in our bodies because they are... Sugar at least is a natural substance Mm-hmm. our bodies would have come into contact yeah. with. Yeah. We just get a buzz, but we know what it's about. Yeah. yeah. These industrial seed oils are nothing our body has ever faced. Our body does not respond well to them. It doesn't know what, I mean, it knows what to mm-hmm. do with them because our bodies are brilliant. Mm-hmm. But what it does with them is, <laughs> is wreak havoc. So. Yes. So that's the problem with eating out. All restaurants, for the most part, yeah. except maybe St. Peter's Stiff Schoolinarium. <laughs> most restaurants have something in common, which is that they create foods made with the low ingre- like low quality oils like soybean oil, mm-hmm. corn oil, canola mm-hmm. oil, or any blend of quote unquote vegetable oils mm-hmm. that are just a blend of all the bad oils, cottonseed and corn and soy and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is because those oils are cheap. Yeah, right. And right. they have a very high smoke point. So you can fry with them without creating a lot of smoke in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you are 
ordering a burger with fries or fried chicken strips Mm -hmm. or a salad with vinaigrette, Uh you are coming into contact with those oils because they'll use them in salad dressings, they'll use them in the fryers, they'll use them for whatever. So even in the dressing, I'm just consuming it straight out. Yeah, unless they say the dressing is made with olive olive oil, oil. you can assume it's made with a vegetable oil. Of course. Because it's cheap. Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh my, not to mention these oils and maybe, maybe I'll talk about this, but those oils are in the vats at the restaurant for an eternity. Oh, that's literally my next point. Okay. 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 Yes, yes. Yes. You've nailed it. Fried foods are especially dangerous because the frying oil is not swapped out after yeah. every use. Right. Because I'm you sure can they, yeah. heat them over and over and over again. Yeah. I'm sure they just literally just add more as it goes down. Probably. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'll probably clean it out because it gets nasty oh, yeah, looking or color, smelling yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, since heat causes the oils to oxidize, imagine how much oxidation is resulting when we heat those oils over and over uh-huh. and over and over again. Uh-huh. Even if they swap them out every day, they're still heating it. And keeping it hot all day. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're right. We're and it's probably a pain to swap rancid. them out every day. So I imagine they're pretty rancid. Yep. And now it's been oxidized, 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 oxidized. There's not much of yeah. anything recognizable left in them. Darn it that it's delicious. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but it does make them extremely unstable. And we, you know, discussed this thoroughly in our Truth About Fats and Oils episode. The unstable oils, when we consume them, contribute to a process in our bodies that's known as lipid peroxidation, Mm -hmm. which is a fancy way of saying that free radicals are created. Mm -hmm. They steal electrons from the fats in our cell membranes, which then turns each cell into a zombie cell because all of our like cell membranes, the lipids, they want to maintain stability, right? Yeah. When they get an electron stolen from them, they're unstable. So they'll steal it from their neighbor who steals it from their neighbor who steals it it like havoc down the line, wreaking havoc. So free radicals are one of the major contributors to a lot of chronic diseases, but especially DNA damage that can cause cancer. Wow. Lipid peroxidation is a type of oxidative damage which is responsible for things like atherosclerosis, cardiac hypertrophy, where your heart muscles build up, uh, heart failure, hypertension, and cancer, to name a few. Um, Lipid peroxidation is probably the leading cause of coronary artery disease, which is when the heart's valves become blocked with plaque. Mm. And that matters because the low quality oils that restaurants use contribute to lipid peroxidation more than any other type of fat, including the long vilified saturated fats that have been blamed for everything Mm -hmm. and really are innocent and have been framed. (laughs) Framed. Framed. (laughs) By these toxic seed oils. So for real, listen to our fats and oils episode where I get all into that. I'm not getting all into that today because we talk all about that in that podcast and I couldn't do it better. Yep. Then I already have. Yes, yes, true, true. (laughs) So if you are in the habit of eating out multiple times a week, Mm. even if you are making healthier choices, Uh you are coming into contact with these oils quite a lot. Mm-hmm. 
This is fascinating. You know, I've always like tried to stay away from oils, but you, hearing you put it down to let that lipid, whatever you just said there, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like to know what it is doing in that microscopic <laughs> way. I'm like, okay, that really is bad. Yeah. You know, Destroying instead of like, it's bad us. for you. It's like, oh no, it's actually stealing your electrodes. Now you're unstable, free radicals now leading to, now I'm like, okay, now I'm going to take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. And not only does it lead to those chronic diseases, but it's essentially like rusting our body from the inside out. It's one of the main contributors to aging, unhealthy skin, wrinkles. So if the chronic diseases isn't speaking your language, looking old before your time. That speaks all of our ages. <laughs> for the vain listeners here. <laughs> it's a little bit in all of us. Uh-huh, yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> so first off, if you're eating out multiple times a week, one of the best things you can do is stop eating out multiple times a no, that's week. True. Right? That's true. Limit it to once a week max, ideally less than that. But I know that there are some people who need to dine out more often. You know, like if you're high up in the business world, you're an executive, you're taking clients out for meals. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first off, maybe take them to the golf course. Yeah. Or the tennis courts. Get a little exercise. Get a little, get a little exercise, a little fresh air, pick uh-huh. up a new hobby. I, yep. I mean, golf, there must be a reason why executives do it so they don't just meet in bars and restaurants all the time. Yeah, yeah right. But if you need to dine out more often, some of the simple things you can do are to ask for steamed veggies because then they're not frying them in oil. They're just being steamed with like hot water. Oh. Mm -hmm. Ask for butter instead of oil. And you can bring a little travel bottle of oil for salads, you know, like olive oil and apple cider vinegar. And then... Then if you bring a little bottle of apple cider vinegar with you, you're introducing one of my favorite hacks, which is to combat the sugar in the meal that you're eating Yes, with apple cider vinegar, which if you drink that before a meal, helps prevent the glucose spike Uh that sugar and carbs introduce. So second hack, bonus. Yes. And is there a third hack that it helps with acid reflux? It does. Third hack. Okay, Good look memory. at that. The it miracle does. drink. Okay. That's right. I drink a lot of apple cider vinegar during my pregnancy. <laughs> I will learn to drink apple cider vinegar. Oh, I don't think times. it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, that's not what today's hack is about. But but those are all things that will help if you're one of those people that's eating out a lot to yeah. make to make that healthier for you yeah so those are good general guidelines mm-hmm. and obviously order the healthy things on the menu right like that like doesn't need to be steak. said yeah a steak with S- butter and steamed broccoli that steamed sounds like the seasonal ideal vegetables meal. absolutely amazing but i did promise you a hack yes and i don't feel like changing what you order is a hack okay <laughs> so the hack is spirulina spirulina because Okay, are, yes. you, are you like, tell me more, or are you like, what's that? Well, I do know what it is. Good. Sort okay. of. Okay. Um, t- tell me more. Tell me more. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So spirulina is a type of blue-green algae. Mm-hmm. It is a filamentous cyanobacteria, if you mm. want to be really talk fancy nerdy to me. about it. <laughs> I, like to, I like to talk nerdy. <laughs> um, and we've used it for a long time as a food supplement, It's a potent source of nutrients, including Mm. phycocyanin, which has antioxidant, pain relief, anti-inflammatory, and brain protective properties. Oh, Mm -hmm. a miracle algae. Besides that, spirulina is rich in protein, vitamins, minerals, carotenoids, 
and antioxidants that can help protect our cells from damage. Wow. Uh It also contains the B-complex vitamins, beta-carotene, vitamin E, manganese, zinc, copper, iron, selenium, and gamma-linolenic acid. GLA is an essential fatty acid that we have in breast milk and all sorts of good-for-you things. I am so interested. Okay. Keep talking. the wonder food. Okay. So spirulina has antioxidant immunomodulatory and anti-inflammatory roles that it can play in our body and it plays an important role in human health spirulina can mitigate the effects of lipid peroxidation which is what those unhealthy oils cause Mm -hmm. it activates our cellular antioxidant enzymes Mm. and then it using that can inhibit lipid peroxidation and dna damage it can scavenge and remove the free radicals that are damaging our cells, and it increases the activity of natural antioxidants like superoxide dismutase and catalase that help break down all of those nasty like byproducts, basically, of lipid peroxidation. So the superhero of the natural world is mm-hmm. spirulina. Spirulina. Wow. Absolutely. In animal studies in which they induced lipid peroxidation, spirulina was able to counteract the effects of lipid peroxidation caused by heavy metal toxicity, both lead and arsenic, Mm. because toxic metals can also cause lipid peroxidation. Anything that puts undue stress on our body can cause lipid peroxidation. Mm. Um, It was, in other animal studies, it was also efficient at inhibiting the oxidative stress induced by diabetes Whoa. it inhibited and prevented hyperglycemia and prevented diabetic complications girl you know i'm ordering this stuff now <laughs> like it's already in my cart <laughs> whoa i do have a link ready to okay. go for people who want to order it perfect my recommended one perfect and in a human study this was an interesting study Spirulina counteracted the effects of exercise-induced lipid peroxidation in rugby players. I knew exercise was dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. You should exercise. you should exercise. But Uh there is something to prolonged, intense exercise. There is too much There is such a thing as as too much, right? There can be... It's the, too little. The We're, dose makes the poison, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm dancing on the too little side. We yeah. need to up that a little. <laughs> the dose makes the poison. Like anything, there's this bell curve. I mean, you can yes. drink too much water and kill yourself. Yes, yes. Right? So it's the same with exercise. If you exercise too hard and too often, like mm-hmm. elite rugby players mm-hmm. might be, yes. you're going to cause some cell damage and lipid peroxidation. But yep. spirulina helped counter counter effect that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's cool because I've been like on this like health journey. It's like there's no shortcuts. Do the right thing. And I'm very like that, like rigid about it because that's just my personality. Right. But to be like, wait, there's some leeway. Relax. Have some spirulina. However you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of nice to be like, okay, you don't need to be so rigid. Like relax. Yeah. Follow the 80-20. And when you're going to indulge in the 20, try this little hack with spirulina to protect your body. I will. And then you can just kind of relax and enjoy the meal a little bit more, right? Yeah. Because I'm sure 
I'm not the only one who's guilty of this. I'm like, okay, it's my 20%. But then while I'm eating the meal, I'm like, what is this doing to my body? Right. And right. And then you're causing the stress from right. your mindset about it. And then mm-hmm. you feel guilty and shame. And none of that's good on your psyche. Yes, exactly. Oh, interesting. So here's a way to, to just kind of keep you from spiraling. Yes, yes. <laughs> like I throw a little eating disorder. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So how can you use spirulina to help protect you from the harmful effects of bad oils? The best way is to take spirulina just before a meal that contains the harmful oils. So okay, if you live in the city, which we do not, but if you live in the city and you're close to a restaurant, you can just take it at home and then head to the restaurant okay. and order your food. Or you can bring it with you to the restaurant and take it just before the meal. Okay. Like a good, like a half hour or something. I think within a half an hour within is half probably hour. fair. Okay. I mean, so we live like a half an hour from the restaurants in yeah. the city. I mean, we do have some locally, but we live yeah. away from most of the restaurants. Yeah. So to take it and then you're waiting probably half an hour for your food, I would bring it personally. I okay. would bring it with me. Okay. Got it. Just to be sure. Yes. It's extra active in yes. my system. Get it, get it down the hatch first. Yes. And then the greasy chicken sticks. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I personally uh, recommend the Perfect Supplements brand. I've recommended okay. them a few other times for their like desiccated liver capsules. Yes. Their acerola cherry powder. They make a lot of food-based supplements. So if mm-hmm. you're looking for food-based supplements, then I recommend the Perfect Supplements brand. Um, They have spirulina in both capsule and powder form. Okay. Now with supplements, anytime something is in powder form, it's easier for your body to absorb and digest and you will get more out of it. So Mm. normally I do recommend the powder form of anything. Mm. Um, If you get the powder form, you can just simply mix it into your glass of water at the restaurant and drink it before your meal arrives. You could just pack like a couple portions or just one portion, you know, like... Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if I'm the only one that does this, but I keep a little pill case in my purse and it has my multivitamins, it has my digestive enzymes, um, and it has anything to protect my body, spirulina capsules. Yes. It. So I have that in my purse at all times and then I just refill it when I'm at home. So you could do something similar like that. Just keep one serving of the powder in your bag or whatever and then use that serving. So you can just mix it. bottle of dressing. Yeah, yes. Oh, yes. That's true. I know. Yeah. Pull up. If I bring out my big bottle and everything, I get my huge purse. Um, Does the spirulina, say that word for me. Spirulina. Spirulina. Okay. Does it taste okay in the water? Okay. That is my only thing is because I take it in capsule form. I don't know how it tastes in the water. The other thing is you don't really want to drink more than four ounces of water before a meal, like right before a meal, because that can sort of uh, dilute your stomach acid. Yeah. Yeah. So you would need to mix it in about four ounces of water, which you can just kind of shoot that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even if it's not tasting great. Yeah. Fair. fair. Um, But you'd have to drink your glass down or ask for, I mean, because a restaurant's going to serve you a big tall glass. Oh, true, true. So true. then. Unless, well, I feel like my husband would be like, shoot the water, put the powder in his mouth and drink it. <laughs> we're looking weird, but we're getting it done, you know? Okay, get capsules, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so normally I recommend the powdered form. I just think there are some things that are not as practical in powdered form and perhaps the spirulina. <laughs> 
is one of those things. They also sell their desiccated liver capsules in powdered form, and I do not want to find out how that tastes in powdered form. Same, personally. same. I take the capsules. Same. And and the capsules taste bad. So yeah, there. You, you're right. The smell like leeches out of the little sides, even. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I I I think that capsules of spirulina are probably your best bet in this very specific scenario Mm -hmm. since you can take them with just a few sips of water to swallow with a capsule and then and then they're easy to pack and keep in a small pill case that you bring with you you don't have to worry about trying to pack the powder and you know yeah i I think personally in this situation it's easier but if you want to like have the powdered spirulina at home it's honestly probably not terrible it probably just tastes like a green drink yeah yeah Mm -hmm. throw some other flavors in there yeah So take a few capsules with a little water before a meal out at a restaurant or before a meal that you know contains bad oils, and then you're all set. This is amazing. Yeah. Which, mind you, this only addresses the bad oil part of dining out, right? There's Mm -hmm. still exposure to sugar and gluten and dairy, which is, again, why I recommend limiting meals out to, I mean, twice a month is probably better than once a week which is better than multiple times a week uh-huh, uh-huh. so unless you're ordering steak and broccoli with, yeah. with butter which with butter really and good. steamed vegetables and i mean there are restaurants here and there that use healthy fats that use mm-hmm. lard or use butter to cook things they're just hard to find and normally expensive and mm-hmm. right right yeah then you're adding to your budget which yeah okay yeah so I I think, you know, if you limit your meals out and then you do these little hacks like bringing the spirulina with you, then you can just enjoy the meal without obsessing over every detail and thinking about, am I harming my body? What am I doing? Because really, again, enjoying the meal and enjoying life and enjoying the time with your loved ones, like mm-hmm. that's what you're there for. You're not there. You're not there for your health, right? If you're yeah, eating out right. at a restaurant. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So... I, I just think it should be part of a normal, healthy lifestyle that frees you from the worry of obsessing over every last detail. I love this. Thank you for being the balance in my extreme brain. <laughs> yes. And for all of us so that we can go live a happy, balanced life. Yes, absolutely. So this was a short and sweet episode. That's that's kind of the extent of it. Well, that was brilliant. And I'm literally ordering that. And um, maybe now I won't get zits on my chin. We'll see how it goes. And I will link the the spirulina supplements um, from the perfect supplement brand in our show notes and just as a heads up because i saw a note from a listener they were looking specifically for links to products i added those links in our um, immune health podcast Mm. the for the cold and flu season because we hadn't linked the products there so those are now linked in our cold and flu season Mm -hmm. if you have listened to that episode you can go back and check out the show notes to to check out those products and just as a heads up if you answer our q and a question on our actual podcast i can't respond there we can't respond so if you are asking a question we there's no way for us to respond to you personally Mm -hmm. So, but if you're commenting, we we do read it. But we eventually. do read the comments. Yes. Yeah. If you'd like to ask a question, then the best way to do that is to use our contact form on our website, which is therenegadenutritionist.com. If you go there, use our contact form. Those we can respond to. So. Yep. Absolutely. So 
Well, listeners, go buy some spirulina. Spirulina. Go out to eat and go be renegades. Go be renegades. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Please keep in mind that this podcast is an educational service that provides general health information. The content on this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional medical care and diagnosis. You should always talk to your doctor before making a dietary or lifestyle change. Go be renegades! Go be renegades!